This week, we aren't sponsored by Bad Halloween Candy. You're dressed up in your spooky best, going door to door, raking in bars on bars on bars. And then you hit old man Willingham's house, and all he's got for you is shattered dreams, broken hearts, and candy corn. A few doors down and suddenly your bag is loaded with circus peanuts, something you're pretty sure hasn't been made since 1862. By the end of the night, it's all candy buttons, dum-dums, and God help me, raisinets. And Halloween is officially ruined by bad Halloween candy. So be sure to check your child's bag for bad Halloween candy, because I'd rather just be given the arsenic. This week on the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. I want to mark this off on your bingo sheet. I know you're, all, you all listening have your, uh, what's obviously going to happen in the Scooby-Doo Cross Courage Cowardly Dog, uh, bingo sheet. So just mark this one off. They have a car kung fu fight? They have a car fu fight? Because Eustace... Good evening, boys and ghouls, and welcome to the Spooky Monster Cartoon Podcast. <laughs> Good morning, guys, gals, and enemy pals, and welcome to the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. I am your host, Jesse, alongside my co-host, Morgan. Morgan, doesn't it feel like this episode is coming out of nowhere? No, they they warned us pretty far ahead of time. There have been trailers. I'm I guess just not right. as too, Wait, you're just not about as tuned in episode? as I am, you know? I've, I've got my finger on the pulse of, of, of Courage the Cowardly Dog media. <laughs> media? Yeah. Not Scooby-Doo media. No. No. Come on. It's actually really easy to have Courage your of... finger on the pulse. Yeah, exactly. This has been the only Courage the Cowardly Dog media <laughs> to have noticed in the past 10 years. So I'm up there with, like, the, the most professional Courage the Cowardly Dogs news watchers. <laughs> Watchdogs, we call ourselves. The watchdogs. The courageous watchdogs. I mean, there was like a... Wasn't there like a, a special, like a CGI special in 2014 or um, something like that? I think I would know about it. Alright, fair enough. Like, I guess I can't question you, nor can this Wikipedia article, so... Like, this Wikipedia article does not state dare, that it's a watchdog, so I'm just beat. Um, according to my memory, there was a CG thing where you have Wikipedia open, you scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not, it's not like I rattle off you any of the information I have on this podcast off the hot top of my head. Rat face, fuck. <laughs> rat face, fuck. <laughs> you fucking knacker. Alright. So, uh, yeah. This week, for our this Halloween special, we watched the long-awaited, often-rumored, but n- never-reality-based crossover, Scooby-Doo crossover. meets Curse the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> Which, quite honestly, I never considered in my brain. And I don't know if that's just a me thing. But, like, I never put these shows together in, in my mind. I, they're both, like, dogs who are adjacent to mysteries, I guess? Well, because Scooby-Doo is, like, the most adjacent to, to horror without even, like, treading into horror, right? It could possibly be. It's, I don't even know how to describe it as horror. It's just, it's just mysteries. It's, There's no it's horrors like in Scooby. Mysteries. It's not, like... Like, Sherlock Holmes isn't, like, he's not solving stories about, mysteries about ghosts. He might no, like, they're point. spooky mysteries. Yeah, they're But, like, even mysteries. then, like, the ghost mysteries aren't that a ghost is actually haunting a mansion. It's a dude in a suit. Every time. You don't know that. You, until the end of the episode. I've watched every episode of every Scooby-Doo show that's ever existed, Morgan. All right. What you are to come to the Cowboy Dog, I am to Scooby-Doo. in Scooby-Doo, Zombie Island, that... Shut <laughs> up. That's a movie. That's that not canonical. Zombies. That's real non-canonical. Confederate racist zombies. The movies aren't real. That is weird. That's they were also they were civil war zombies specifically. In. It's weird that the civil war exists in the Scooby Doo timeline. It's 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 real life. They, they're not in some alternate dimensions. It's it takes place. Are you sure? I mean, in the fucking metaverse, that a story is in itself the, an alternate dimension. The live action movie definitely doesn't take place in our timeline. You're right, because the Twin Towers are there the entire time. The, it take, the yeah. whole, entire mystery takes place in the left tower. Spoiler alert, the right tower did it. They're, they're trying to solve the mystery of 9-11 before it and happens. What, what, the, what the fuck is it? Why is everybody talking about it? I've never heard of this thing before. <laughs> 
Why is Mark Wahlberg keep banging on about Why it? Why do we have a day remembering it? Nothing happened that day. What is this mystery? <laughs> a news report pops up today on 9-11. We remember nothing. Have a good day. Today on 9-11. Oh. I... <laughs> My God. I just felt something. Have you, have you ever uh, just uh, felt something is amiss in the... What is real? <laughs> it's a, 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 a dimensional wiggle throughout <laughs> history that causes your brain to go, wait a minute, this ain't right. So today we watched... I did say wiggle because I wiggled on the mind. Scooby-Doo solves the 9-11 mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're back to 9-11. Fuck, how did you do this to me? <laughs> god damn you. It's evergreen. Oh, damn it. A-B-R, always be remembering, bro. ABR 911. ABR 911. NF. T. For never forget. Tomorrow. For never fungibles. That. (laughs) I was going to say fungalize, but then I realized I had already made the B sound. (laughs) I'm like, well, fuck. I can't. Now now I can't. That vowel's out. That vowel's gone. I can't. Burb. Burb. uh, It's fungible. No, fungible's uh, an adjective, you know. (laughs) Okay. So that was a good five minutes of content, I guess. It was great. A great five minutes of content. So let's talk about this special. Again, this special is interesting in that, in my mind, these two, like, Curse the Cowardly Dog and Scooby-Doo, like, yeah, Scooby-Doo has missed, like, I guess, quote-unquote horror. I would never describe Scooby-Doo as horror, but... Either way, like, the tones of both shows are so radically different that I would never put them together in my brain, and I haven't until now. Despite the fact that as soon as I saw this crossover exist, like, I saw the trailer for it, I went, oh, yeah, that, they should do that. all the sense in the world. That's absolutely mine. It's like Kazooie and Smash Brothers. I'm just like, I never considered it, despite the fact that it was right there the whole time. Uh, the special was originally, and this part upsets me a little bit because there's we've clearly missed out on something. Originally, this special was going to be directed by Maxwell Adams creator of The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Motherfuck, I'm sorry. My levels but. are now louder. The thing that we oh was God. doing is now loud. Oh, I guess it's not that much louder. <laughs> it, was, it was worth the interruption. I just, I don't know. I, it's bugging the shit out of me. It's bugging the shit out of me. <laughs> Turn my volume down anyways, because I'm kind of loud. I feel like I'm just going to redo that line for the sake of... Yeah, maybe redo that line. Okay. Bossy. Fucking boss baby book corner over here. Mm. So that special, the, uh, this special was originally going to be directed by Maxwell Adams, creator of Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, but he declined the role after learning that the original creator of Courage, John R. Dilworth, wasn't going to be involved at all. Which is really unfortunate, because I would love to see what a... Well, I say I would love to see what a Maxwell Adams-directed Scooby-Doo movie is like, but it turns out that's already happened. What? Because the... The Halloween Scooby-Doo movie with Elvira, Scarecrow from Batman, and Bill Nye the Science Guy, which is an unpredictable list of characters, was written and directed by Maxwell Shut Adams. Shut the fuck up! No way! Yeah, I just I found that out today because I was like, because like Maxwell Adams directing a Scooby-Doo thing sounds great. Maxwell Adams directing a Curse of Cowardly Dog thing sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. But we weren't we were not uh, allowed that because the creator of Scooby-Doo was not. I guess he wasn't approached for this at all. It like it sounds like he just wasn't on board with this at any point. Not like he decried it or anything, but he just wasn't, you know, the, no, the no one brought him on. Scooby-Doo? Like the... Yeah, John R. Dilworth. John, oh, you mean Courage is that cowardly dog, not Scooby-Doo. What words did I say? You said uh, the creator of Scooby-Doo. Alright, edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, edit back in the word Courage somehow. Okay. Editor monkey. I don't know. I don't think we have a, a voice clip of you saying Courage. I don't think it's possible. Uh, that's gonna be unfortunate. Uh-huh. I don't know. I've recorded... Uh, I have recordings of me saying every word in the dictionary, so we should be fine. Mm. So originally, I, this movie was going to just be an episode of Scooby Doo and Guess Who. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's based per listen, and for some reason, don't most people don't pick it up. No, the, and the Morgan Freeman one sells way better. It's kind of insane that you got approached for the same project. I know. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it was just like a vanity thing for this him. This is so fucking stupid. Go, just go on to Courage. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> so this movie originally was just meant to be an episode of Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, which is the Scooby-Doo guest show that happens, which is 
pretty solid for everything I've seen about it. It's a a great show. It's hilarious. But at some point, at some point in production, I guess it got like stretched or something. They decided there's we could do more of this than a what a 22 minute episode. Instead, this could be a, a you know a straight to DVD movie. And I feel like they're they're correct. A Scooby Doo Courage Cowardly Dog crossover makes a lot of sense as a movie, but this movie kind of really feels like it was written as a show and then stretched by like fifty minutes to reach a movie runtime in a lot of ways. Uh, I can see that there are a lot of sequences that are just like there and they go on for a while, um, like a while. They do, and they're not like they're not bad sequences. Uh, me and Jesse thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It's, it's a- yeah, I'm going to say some things that sound like complaining, but like this is fantastic. I love this movie a it lot. It was a lot of... There's just some weird bits. It was so fun. But yeah, there's, like, there's, there's like a car chase scene, and that goes on for like seven minutes, eight minutes maybe. Oh, yeah. Pretty long. There's a, there's a long scene in like the kitchen where they're making a sandwich. That was with a long humor. Nothing really happens. Nothing happens in that scene. Yeah. You don't get, and there's not like a character moment where we like Purge and Scooby understand each other better. That happens in like the plot at a normal pace, you know? Yeah. And like that's the pacing of this movie is kind of weird because there are scenes where we have the, you know, the gang splits up as they are wont to do. And one half of the gang is kind of discovering a lot of nowhere lore, which is something I didn't expect from this movie. And then you have the other half of the gang in a kitchen making a sandwich and what bothers me is we get a lot more scenes of sandwich making than nowhere lore discovering. <laughs> there's there's also like scenes that are literally interrupted with new bits that feel like they exist just to kill time. Like there's a scene where they're eating uh, dinner or whatever and Velma and the mayor of nowhere are having a discussion and then Eustace just interrupts like twice Yeah, to, to get his shit over. To Yeah, well... I think it was actually super in character because that's what Eustace would do. What he what he would just keep mentioning that he didn't vote for the mayor. Uh, yeah, the this it, this definitely Democratic mayor. Yeah, and he just kept mentioning it, like no matter what the it, like he formed it, phrased it in the form of a knock knock joke in the middle of a di- totally separate conversation, which is exactly yeah. what Eustace does. Is just like fucking be curmudgeon for no reason until somebody until it gets like murdered or something in the show yeah the typical end to eustace's uh tomfoolery is death or worse than which death. very commonly or, yeah, worse than death oftentimes worse but this movie and this is where i kind of like bring in the tone of these two franchises as a whole courage is a lot more dark than scooby-doo traditionally is i don't know if it's scooby-doo twisted. has ever really gone to the weird depths that courage has it's definitely touched on some shit but courage is just kind of shit non-stop yeah courage is genuinely disturbing and intentionally so so in, in, in yeah. scooby-doo they try to put themselves in like situations where you you're you know they might be scary situations for the characters but they're not like mentally uh uh crippling as the situation I, I would say that, yeah. that Courage is put into. Yeah, Scooby Doo is spooky. Courage the Cowardly Dog is traumatizing. Yeah. They, they, and, they, and so this special has to sort of make that balance work. And for the most part, it just says we're gonna lean way more Scooby Doo than Courage the Cowardly Dog on this. We're just gonna put a bunch which means, of Courage the Cowardly Dog things in it. Um, yeah. Like it's a lot of like visual references. Yes. Um, and music, the, like I, like the music of Courage the Cowardly Dog, the boop 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 boop. That's uh, that's uh that's like a plot point in the show. Yeah, it turns out that's technically diegetic. Yeah, it's technically diegetic. That like or just for this probably. I assume it's not like that for the for. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume it's not like implied that this was always the case, but. Considering the wacky plot revelations that come from this movie, which is an insane thing to say when I'm talking about Scooby-Doo and Courage Cowardly Dog, I wouldn't, like, be surprised if they just up and said this was always audible throughout the entire show by every character. And, and that's saying something, because this movie is constantly surprising. 
they keep the yeah they keep taking in turns. a lot of ways they keep taking turns is that you'd like oh well of course they would do that but only after they've done that because there's no way you'd fucking think they did that <laughs> they would make that scene happen uh yeah get going i would say there's a lot of uh there's a lot of points where, and like I said, it's a lot more Scooby Doo than Courage in terms of tone. So it's very, um, oh god, listen, stop me if you heard this one before, but I think this kids' cartoon movie has too many juvenile jokes. They're gonna <laughs> say too many Jews, and I was gonna have a, all right, gonna all have right. a problem with you, buddy. I'm just trying to earn my YouTuber Rage Bait essayist uh, check. By the way, Courage Bye. is Jewish. He's totally Jewish. I, I, he, I, I relate to him. He is, he is a POC in my mind. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever said it on this podcast, but Morgan will oftentimes whimper in the corner. Things I do for love. <laughs> uh, Morgan used to have this bit where he would say, like, you know, uh, if that's true, then my name's Barry Windham. And it's not. Yeah, I would say that. It was like, it was like a tick. It was like in high school where you had ticks. A Jewish tick, as Jews often have. <laughs> Speaking Jew- of YouTube rage paid essays. sounds like a villain from Scourge's uh, Cowardly Dog. <laughs> there would just, a Jewish tick? Yeah, there'd just be a tick or something that, was, that would right. be vaguely What's Jewish. What's this character without being anti-Semitic? He just would have a Jewish accent, right? Okay, okay. That's, just be I like guess that's the best way you could do that. It, you know, because like, there's the cockroach that just like like threatens to like cut uh, Courage. <laughs> Who's just like a gangster? Yeah. You want to see what's in there? You don't, don't want to see what's in there. there. You see those bones? You want to see what made those bones? You don't want to see. You don't want to see what made those bones. <laughs> That's such a good character. Courage really does have a lot of good. Ca- it's something I never really considered until I guess watching this movie yeah. all that much. But because they have a location in the movie which is basically just a museum of all of the Courage Cowardly Dog characters, like all of them, I kept seeing like pictures of them going like, I remember that one. I remember that one. Like they're a lot yep. more memorable than I would internalized memorable they're just or really they etched good. into your like trauma center of your brain uh i would say a little column b a little column a like <laughs> i i did see um the uh, king ramsey king and my heart skipped a beat or the man in gauze the man in gauze <laughs> and my heart skipped a beat but luckily it was just painting you know sometimes i scream at paintings thinking they're real people but i i'm, to- I'm eventually I told that thing, they're, I they're portraits gonna jump out the other end of it <laughs> <laughs> and crash it <laughs> with a star. <laughs> crunches Ooh. your bones. Uh, but, but I decided to just look up uh, reviews of this crossover on YouTube to see how much that um, YouTube rage bait joke lands. And there's not a lot of like people upset about this cartoon. A lot of people really like it. But the funniest thing I saw was a video titled Scooby-Doo meets Courage, all caps, ending explained. Like it's a goddamn M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like someone's explaining uh, uh, what's that beach old. Yeah. Um, and we'll get there, but I don't know if this ending needs a whole lot of explanation. No, it, it's not something that like it sticks into my brain where I'm thinking like, oh man, what does that mean? So are we gonna, it's pretty straightforward. Are we gonna, we're not going to are we gonna like like uh broad strokes the entire plot? I think I, I think we kind of just like general bits. I don't think we recap it bit by bit because like, I think this is worth watching. If you're listening to this, this is a movie worth watching. It's on HBO Max, I believe. Uh, it's also you know, it's on the internet as it is. You know, if you just it's available if you, on if you DVD, happen to step in it on the side of the road, we won't tell nobody. Hey, right, listen, I don't have to tell you, but. No, I think we can just broad stroke it because there's, I imagine there's a lot of curiosity as to how this crossover happens in universe. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned the idea of nowhere lore being a thing, which is, I think is something we should get into. So let's just start. We begin the movie in media res uh, with mystery Inc. Having already captured a bank robbing clown. This bit there, there, there. Go ahead. This bit's great because, um, it does the thing. It does the thing. It always does. You know, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for your male kids. Uh, Velma takes the mask off. It's just some guy. It wasn't actually a crazy clown. Uh-huh. Unlike everyone, yeah, he wasn't born a crazy clown. It was actually a man in makeup. He was molded that way. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't even a man in makeup. He was in a mask. <laughs> Why didn't he just put makeup on? Because then he would be recognizable. All right. Um, and he's got bags of money around him, and they they solve the mystery. 
But just then, Scooby hears um, this music, which is the Curse of Cowardly Dog, uh, like uh, OST music, you know. <laughs> and because um, it's not the theme, and he just it's not the theme song, but it's like Courage's no. theme. And uh, and he and we get this interesting. He gets the fucking uh, Kaza. What's the snake's name from Jungle Book? Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, is it Ka? I think so, yeah. Uh, the snake's eyes, you know, the hypnotism thing. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh... And he just starts moving. He just starts moving. He's dancing to, to the beat. And, um... He's dancing to Rasputin by Boney M. Him. It compels him. And he just runs off. And Shaggy's like, We gotta go get him! And they just fucking leave the clown there. <laughs> yeah. With the money. Tied up. And the clown just... Just, like... Oh, okay. And he picks up the money and leaves. You know, the clown wins <laughs> this immediate rest. Yeah. The villain wins and gets the money. <laughs> there's like, there's no police there. Like I thought what was going to happen was the clown was going to like pick up a bag of money, jump like two spaces, and then police sirens are going to like appear. Yeah. But no, he gets it. And because for some reason, I don't know who wrote this, but they're a genius. So they had to, uh, you know actually I have right this. here, Mike Ryan. Thanks, Mike Ryan. Yeah. Uh, they have this tie-in later. This clown comes back. He's a recurring character in this movie. It's 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 great because it already sets up this thing of like, oh, I thought I knew what was going to happen, and then it's and then it's you know, it's not it's not as play for play as you think this movie might be. Yeah, expectations subverted, mm-hmm. and so Scooby Doo starts running, and so the gang has to enter the mystery machine, which there's a fun little bit of like Shaggy gets into the driver's seat. And then it, the camera pans to Fred, and Fred is just not having it. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, I don't know. Fred's become a much stronger character in the latest Scooby-Doo uh, media, man. I really think Mystery Inc. rehabilitated his character from being nothing to something, and it's very entertaining the something that he is. Yeah. He's such a dork. He, he's, he's a dork. He, he's like... Yeah, he's kind of like a mom friend in a, uh, the mom friend in a way, but he's also like uh like a, t- a like uh crazy in the way that he like fo- like makes it as obsessed with traps. There's a, there's a lot to his character now that there wasn't. He was just yeah. like It's like he has three loves in this world, his van, his traps and maybe Daphne. And you know, even in the original show, it wasn't like it wasn't like he was a jock or anything. You just had to assume he was kind of strong because he was the only like he had he a was wider build. Bigger? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was wider than Shaggy who was a stick man. Yeah. And he had an ascot, so you're pretty sure he's like I don't know, to me that's a sign of like preppy yeah. kind of, but it's also like they're from the 70s, so God knows what any piece of clothing meant to anyone in the 70s we've those records are lost to time yeah um so then they so eventually they get dragged out to nowhere um where courage is facing the exact same problem um uh he's he's hearing it's a dog tone noise or whatever it's it's a gerbil world yeah so they get the <laughs> i love that that's a that'd be such a good reference to have thrown in here but i have no idea where they could put it no um they threw they fit a lot of references in here. Um Yeah, it's mostly and, visual, but it's and a lot Scooby of fun. shows up and, and he meets courage and uh they're like, Oh, you're hearing that noise too, whatever. And then giant fuck off Courage Cowardly Dog eyeball having uh cicadas come out of the ground. And Yeah, ju- these just monsters. And immediately we're like, Okay, so the Scooby Doo gang has just never dealt with this. No. They just just never dealt with anything like this. And and it's like Oh man, they're just not gonna. They are like, there's no way they just solve nowhere, right? Because they're they're just gonna yeah, get the here mystery of and nowhere. be like, oh, this is just nowhere. That's the solution to the mystery. And like, and like, and it's and later they're like, they meet the mayor, they meet Muriel, and they're like, yeah, no, the yeah, the bugs, you gotta you gotta kick them out. No, you, nowhere, just be like yeah, that. You, you know, we the, we yeah, cicadas be pretty the, big the, here. Our, yeah, nowhere cicadas built different though. <laughs> As are everything also, else in nowhere. It's bullshit that Velma's like, oh, don't be scared, Shaggy. They're cicadas. They're like four feet tall. Yeah, Velma has like an iPad With like where she's constantly referring to. squeezed out of the tube eyeballs. Yeah, and, and, and there's like, yo, what the fuck was all that? And Velma's like, oh, they're just cicadas. Though I guess they're pretty big for cicadas. And it's like, no, nah, these are alien monsters, yo. Uh, 
So then it might look like skaters. What the fuck? So they go in, they meet the characters. There's all these interactions, whatever. Muriel's being the sweet old lady. They're just talking table, and then Courage and Scooby Doo get distracted by like a like a hairball monster that just comes out of the sink. And it's it's a, yeah. This never comes back or is ever explained. No, but that's they that's just the ter- fight a hairball that's monster. That's the terror of being Courage is that every twelve seconds you're exposed to this shit. And. What's fascinating, and this is where the movie starts to get like really interesting because you start thinking about how this works. There, so every character besides Eustace is in the kitchen right yeah. now. They're having cookies or whatever, and then a hairball monster comes from the sink, which Courage and Scooby then fight, like in a pretty wide battle. But no one else notices. They're screaming, fucking Velma! All the Scooby Doo characters are looking at Muriel, and the thing is happening over Muriel's shoulder. We see that yeah. in the shot. And I'm like, oh my god, are the humans just dumber being in uh, nowhere now? And which I, which seems a little bit of a crackpot theory, but it's actually instantly reinforced because Muriel like asks Velma a riddle, and Velma's losing her mind because she cannot figure out the riddle. Vel- Velma's weakness is riddles, apparently. Is is a, is a yeah? That j- turns out to just be like she's bad at riddles, I guess. It's just and a this is like thing. emotionally and mentally crippling for her. But there's the moment of, oh my god, nowhere just works differently because uh, it just works differently where adults are, I guess just people in general, are just more incompetent and but dogs get to keep their willpower? Something. I don't know. I I don't know what the idea is, but it's really fascinating. Something or other. And uh, uh, so that shit happened. Muriel fucking, like, fucking bats of, uh, a leftover cicada into the stratosphere and it explodes on landing, and that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so... It's such a good scene. This entire bit is such a great scene for... Because everyone and their mother knows Scooby-Doo characters, but it's definitely a possibility that Kurt's Cowardly Dog characters are a bit... Yeah, lesser known. So this scene does a very fantastic job of laying out how every character works. Eustace is a grumpy fuck. Uh, Muriel is the sweetest old lady you'll ever meet in your life. And is blissfully and unaware courage. of all danger around her. Not only blissfully unaware, but even when it's like right in her face, she, just doesn't care she about don't her. flinch. She's like, oh, what a sweet situation I am. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. Like every nightmare and creature, what, every nightmare creature that comes up to her is like, oh, a guest, how fun. And, and Courage yeah. is the only person who can like assess danger in the entire show. Yeah. And it, it really is this great bit where, like, I don't remember how exactly it happens, but someone just goes like, oh, Shaggy, you have something on your back. And Shaggy's like, where? And he turns around, and it's just a big, one of those big three-foot-tall cicadas. Yeah. And then Muriel takes a broom like a golf club, knocks it out of the park, and it flies through the air for, like, a good five seconds. It, this is and I those... remember thinking in my brain, going like, man, this show won't do it, but it'd be funny if it landed and exploded. And then it lands and explodes. It's great. Put a pin in that. Because for some reason, I predicted this movie pretty well. It's, um... It, it, and then Muriel's just like, yeah, you gotta do that sometimes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. What a pest problem. Oh, God. Uh, and so then they're like, oh, they get... Then the smash letter comes to their door. There's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's they, an invitation. Yeah, knock on their door, Velma answers, and it's just an envelope. Mm-hmm. Or like, like Daphne answers. Someone answers, and it's an envelope. And I started losing my mind. I'm just like, holy shit, courage for smash. Soccer, I lied. He, there's one more character. And uh, and uh, it turns out there's like a mayor. It's an invitation to the mayor's office. And and uh, Muriel's like, I didn't even know we had a mayor. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, oh, I don't think they did either. I don't remember that character. I thought they just had a doctor. Like, that was the only other yeah, look at this new character. Canon. They had an Indian doctor, and that was the only thing that would come up as a human character. Besides that Asian, yeah. that really racist Asian character. <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to show up. Because I did like him, but I was He's also young. He's a funny young, character. So, you know. He's just entirely, extremely problematic to have. Yeah, you know. Um, but no, the mayor of nowhere is a is a movie uh, original character. Is he? Yeah. No, I thought he was. I thought I've seen him in the show. I mean, as far as uh, these Wikipedia articles I'm looking at show, he doesn't have any other appearances. Who's the dog characters? No, I've definitely oh, seen God. that design. What a weird list. Oh god, there's no human characters. No fucking human <laughs> characters. Uh humans aren't allowed nowhere. Except oh my for the ones god, who the are. Kelly dog wiki is so barren. Wiki. It's wiki. 
villain's recurring character. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, so they, keep talking. They, 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 so they drive to the mayor's. Um, okay. Yeah. They don't. They attempt to drive to the mayor's place, but because we needed more time in this movie, we get into, and you might want to mark this off on your bingo sheet. I know you're, you all listening have your, uh, what's obviously going to happen in the Scooby-Doo cross Courage Cowardly Dog uh, bingo sheet. So just mark this one off. They have a car kung fu fight. They have a car fu fight because Eustace disappears and then a six foot tall cicada starts driving his truck. It's the cicada, Scooby, and Courage who starts ramming the truck into the mystery machine in the nowhere mountain range. Yeah, and uh, there's this great bit where that where where Fred's like if Fred sees him in the rear view, he's like, there's a giant ugly disgusting monster driving the car <laughs> and then Muriel's like and call him Eustace <laughs> Muriel bless her heart <laughs> call him Eustace dear it's and my favorite thing is like the mystery scene is spinning out it's flipping it's swir- swirling upside down and the entire time the entire mystery gang is like screaming they're losing mind and Muriel just has a smile on her face like they like ain't shit and uh yeah they uh and so they drive, they end up driving off a cliff. They, they fucking, uh, Daphne has installed there, nitrous and grappling hooks onto these vans, onto the van. Ridiculous bridge scene where they're, they like cross a wooden bridge and as they cross it, the cicada cuts it. So the bridge is falling and the mystery machine is in the middle of the bridge and they somehow hit hard reverse on the falling bridge and manage to like drive up it. It's fucking awesome. I, I fuck you. It's that's crazy. Awesome. That's awesome. And then and then they grappling hook the the uh, the truck Eustace's truck and just barely save them. Save uh, Courage and Scooby who were the only ones trapped in it with the cicada queen. And that and as <laughs> the a, truck he, fall. <laughs> the truck falls comically on four different precarious boulders like uh, uh-huh. that shifted with the weight of the truck on it. Passing it down to the next one, down to the next one, down to the next one, and Shaggy's like, well, maybe it'll be okay. To the hardest cut of it being speared by a stalactite. Yeah, by a stalactite. Like, like, what's his name in Hot Fuzz getting the spike through his <laughs> yeah. jaw? It gets a spike through the truck bed, and then we cut back to the gang, and Eustace, who has reemerged from the, I don't know, the ghost zone, and goes, my truck! And so I was like, oh, I don't know, it's not that bad. And we come back to the truck, and the truck fucking explodes. It just explodes. <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. It's so fucking funny. It's uh, so funny. It, and uh, so then they make it to the mayor's somehow, in the van, I guess. Um, yeah. And, uh... The, it's a weird scene where they start getting attacked by chairs? The, yeah, the, the butler takes them to a room. Uh, the room is alive. They don't really talk about it, but the room's alive. And then they leave the room uh-huh. that was alive. And It's not quite as bad as a room with a moose in it, but it's, it is a living room. Yeah. And uh, they're taken to the dying area. We're introduced to this to this young Frankenstein reference of a character who missed something. <laughs> this this uh, maid. It's a uh, yeah. The maid is uh, her Glockenspiel. Her Glockenspiel, and uh, every time they say her name, uh, it thunders and lightnings. Um, and uh, he has a the mayor has very, a very butler. The mayor has a butler. That uh, that also is his assistant and his lawyer, and he just comes in a different outfit depending on what they say. Yeah, from impossible angles. Yeah, just appears. It just appears. Yeah, and then we get to the, the, the we're we're doing broad jokes. We get we're that now we're hitting the sandwich scene where Yusus, Courage, Shaggy, and Scooby uh, end up to just make a sandwich while the gang goes to the Nowhere Museum, and this is where the the movie gets interesting. If it, you know. The, the the concept the mov- of this museum half is, of the movie gets interesting. Yeah, it gets it's the concept of this museum is really interesting. Yeah, someone like chronicling everything that happens in nowhere is fascinating, and just like the fact that because you can totally read courage as a sort of none of this is really happening fever dream of the show. So the idea that there is real continuity behind all of it. Like the show plays with it. Like certain characters wind up meeting each other. Like there's that weird episode where there's a uh, the the like league of Scooby-Doo villains who make a dodgeball team or whatever. Yeah. And 
so like the fact that there's a whole museum dedicated to it and that and what's even better is because you get the lens of you know the the mystery ink gang viewing it it's they're viewing it this for the first time they're learning about this yeah so this is all like brand new to them and it's great yeah nowhere nobody's ever fucking heard of nowhere is literally not on the map it doesn't make any sense it is, where it is they they describe it as off the map and the mayor points to a map of the world and then under it a map of nowhere <laughs> because it's not placeable except then they place it in the united states a minute later on another map when they talk about the uh, me- you know the meteor um but yeah, and and th- this is also where the movie clearly goes. Well, we have let's split up our characters to have interesting bits together, and so we get the wacky pairings of Scooby Doo, Courage, Shaggy, and Eustace. And I gotta be honest with you, this grouping didn't really do a whole lot. For no, me. Eustace doesn't add anything to this, and and they can't understand Courage. Not even Scooby understands Courage, which is stupid. They should he should be able to understand Courage. Because Courage talks... So he doesn't speak Jewish. He, he doesn't speak... Yeah, he's speaking the Yiddish version Yiddish. of dog language. <laughs> Yiddish dog. So... Behind. Muriel! Like, Eustace really adds so little to this grouping yeah. that he just up and leaves at some point. Yeah. And the idea is you're supposed to think it's it's Eustace, right? Because any sane person who didn't know Curse of Cowardly Dog would be like, he leaves, and then bad shit happens every single time. Yeah, he's never present while the six-foot-tall cicada is there. And I guess this is sort of like the, um, this is what you have to do when it's a Scooby-Doo property, yeah. is you have to set up multiple characters who could be the villain. Yeah. But, like, if you know Curse of Cowardly Dog, you know it's not Eustace. But at this point, we don't All even... you know is that Eustace is probably gonna die. At this point, we don't even believe that the Cicada Queen is, like, a person doing a thing. No one's mentioned that. That's all true. There's no, because, like, actual, well, like, there's no actual... The mystery isn't really clear. They get there and they're yeah. cicadas. That's not really a monsters. huge mystery. It, it's just nowhere, that monsters everyone exist. Everyone says that's fine. That's just what happens. But, like, to the Mystery Inc. gang, that is a mystery. Like, why is this normal? Why is the mystery not the hairball What the fuck is this? Like, it's just as... The mystery... No, but it's great, because the mystery is nowhere itself. Yeah. Because nowhere doesn't make sense. It shouldn't exist. And that's... And that's... And acknowledging that is actually super fucking interesting. Yeah, because you don't think about it in Courage. It's just wacky. No, it's like, this is nowhere. This is wild. This is basically the world. You know, you don't know that outside of nowhere, there's not this much weird shit. And this, this, yeah. The assumption is that this is just how the world is, but then Scooby Doo and company drive in from like Seattle or whatever. Stuff do be happening in nowhere. Yeah, we even get the news reporter on, yeah. uh, uh, like a, a a clip or whatever explaining, that the gang watched ex- explaining creepy stuff happens in nowhere. Yeah, um, and the the museum is just filled with reference after reference. You get a bunch like uh, paintings of villains. There's like the mask of the one. Um, Le- was it the one lesbian fox or whatever wore that mask or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there the the gun from the alien ducks. Uh huh. Um, there's like plenty. Of, there's photos everywhere. There's the uh, jump scare girl. Yep. Which weirdly doesn't narrow it down to a single character, but you know the robot courage. sounds like Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. It's be fantastic. There's the barber. No, it's fantastic. It's literally just like someone went. How do we jam pack this with as much courage, love as we can? Yeah, because uh, okay, we're not gonna like write it tonally as courage, but we could just throw everything at it. Um, and here's another one of those sequences that's pretty long. So the the Cicada Queen shows up, and uh, they do the classic Scooby Doo bits. They do the 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 doors, the, door. the doors in the hallway bit. They're chasing around, but then they do the bit where they dress up the villain and pretend like they're at like a sh- job or something and trick them yeah. into thinking the situation's totally different. This one goes on longer than any other bit like this I've seen. It's like a, it's like four straight minutes, which is long for this. Um, for for a bit like this, where the entire joke is they're an exterminator company and they're getting this giant cicada to be an exterminator. And, and it's weird that the the longer you do this bit. 
the it's weird to say it the less you believe that this the character can possibly fall for it which is weird because there's no way any intelligent creature could ever fall for this stupid bit in reality <laughs> but the longer it goes on it's like well they have to know now they have to know now it's just this feeling that they're going to realize it increases as they add more well, onto the situation i don't know about that morgan i mean you think you're an artist editor job right yeah they fooled you for years. Uh, I think I work in computers at my job. They fooled me for years. You know, <laughs> capitalism does that. Yeah. What is capitalism if not this Scooby-Doo bit? You're right. And what what makes it, like, what I think about for the scene is, yeah, it's really, really long. And to me, what that means is when, because this bit never, like, takes entirely. Yeah. They believe it for a while, and then they and then they see something, and then they go back to chasing them. So to me, this bit being longer, I assumed meant there was going to be a bit more of like a dumb or extravagant way of the cicada discovering the truth or whatever. Yeah. Like these are very big highbrow terms to describe this very stupid scene. But what winds up happening is it's kind of funny of he just sees himself in the mirror and then starts trying to spray like exterminator spray on the mirror, wipes it off. And then in the mirror sees courage, Scooby and uh, shaggy like tiptoeing away. Yeah. And then they go back to chasing. Um, and like, I don't know the last time bit. I've seen this doors bit. Yeah, the, the doors bit. So I, uh, there's this interesting one they do where it's like a it, where a baby cicada comes out at one point and they go, oh, yeah. and then it's and then in classic fat, uh, fashion, just screams a giant horrific mouth and chases yeah. them off. And I just and that got both me and Jesse because we just weren't expecting it. And it's kind of impressive to come up with a bit in a door in like the hallway doors bit that you weren't expecting. Yeah, I definitely think, uh, like, because like I said, I haven't seen this bit in a while, but also every show, it feels like every other show does it at some point. Um, and, like, this entire section of the movie feels a lot like, okay, well, we have paired off Scooby-Doo and Courage Cowardly Dog with Shaggy, so let's get in all of their shit, yeah. right? Let's get in all the classic stuff, and it really is just the Scooby-Doo bits with Courage also happening to be there. Mm. But it's still a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, while this is happening, uh, they learn that uh, there was a giant fuck-off dark matter meteor that crashed into nowhere like a, a million years ago that just killed the dinosaurs and is probably causing all the weirdness. Yeah, so mark that off your bingo cards, too. Uh, I know that's on there. That's probably like, and like, Fucking dark uh, matter meteor <laughs> that killed the dinosaurs. Co co column, column four, row two. I know that's there. Yeah, we get. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I still kind of can't believe it. We're getting actual like nowhere lore and implications that we're going to solve nowhere, which is batshit. Like I didn't expect. I, I, I don't know what I expected going into this movie. I thought it was just going to be like the Scooby Doo gang having to, like wrestle with the realities of nowhere and to an extent that's true i didn't expect them to actually be looking into what is up with this town yeah why is it so weird oh yeah and and, and during this the mayor got turned into supposedly turned into a cicada by the cicada. Uh, yeah yeah and i especially never would have guessed oh yeah nowhere is the way it is because of a dark matter meteor that killed the dinosaurs which because of course it is is located directly under Courage's house. So they, uh... And so the closer you get to that house, the weirder shit gets. Um... Yeah, it's like being built on ancient, like, Native American burial grounds. Yeah. Which, honestly... dinosaur bones. Honestly, as stupid as that is, as, like, as, like, fucking, I guess if you have to come up with the reason for nowhere, if you... Uh, assigning logic to this situation is like a really bold task and I love it. I honestly love the idea that we're solving nowhere. It's just so fun, right? And because this is a thing that yeah. they haven't touched Courage the Cowardly Dog in so many years, right? So it's like a fun thing to do. It, in a way, and I guess we'll probably get to this more later, but in a way it feels a lot like the the finale of Courage yeah. as a thing. And it's it's such a it's such a good like send-off which is, I don't, I don't know if anyone was like asking for a current send off, but seeing it is really, it's kind of heartwarming in a way. Um, and it's super easy for something like this to get really fanficy and like stupid. Mm -hmm. 
It's crazy easy. Because if you look at this on paper, where you say, oh, the Scooby-Doo gang uh, solves this crazy off-the-wall mystery in nowhere, it sounds like something you find on, you know, fanfic.net or something. In, but I feel like you'd find it's, your, it's done pretty well. I think you'd find yourself, if, if like a lesser team was doing it, they might try to force more characters into the Courage, into this into this movie to just have like the one-to-one character interactions, right? Yeah. But we they we sh- were strictly with for most of this movie strictly with uh, Courage, Eustace, and Muriel, like the genuine show, you know? Yeah. Um. And and Muriel doesn't have like direct interactions with any with any specific character. Like uh, th- that's you know they, she has the riddles with uh, Velma. The, the, yeah, the most she she's has just with Velma. being herself though the whole time. It's not she's not yeah. turned on just to she's not uh, she didn't flip a switch in this crossover to be. This is how she has to interact because there has to be an interesting way for her to interact with these people because they're from a different show. This is how she'd interact mm. with anybody. And I think that's done really well yeah. in this. Same thing with Eustace because Eustace is just a, 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 a dick the entire time. I, I will say um, one thing that this, that this movie does that I can assume no fanfic would ever do is let me check my notes here. Um, oh boy. Give Eustace a rap. I love this sequence. Have Eustace spit fat bars while swimming in fat bars? So, so there, the... Um, Check that off your bingo card, too. So the music starts happening uh, again, and now it's going on. They, they find underground uh, just a computer. Just a fucking computer uh, with <laughs> connected to a fucking uh, uh, Victrola. A phone. A Victrola. And it was yeah. it was projecting music everywhere. The the music that was controlling, uh, courage uh, and Scooby. Courage and Scooby. And um, now it's like on the frequency that humans can hear, and it's and it, it's calling people and hypnotizing them. And then it comes to the scene of Eustace at home, just having hypnotized people give him money, and he just takes the money. The first time someone just hands yeah. him two suitcases full of diamonds, he's like. He just grabs them, puts them down. Doesn't, no questions. Doesn't even say hi. Doesn't say bye. He's just like, okay. No. And then sits He's down. like, oh, I'll take that. Slams the door on them. Yeah. And then just happens again. He's like, all right. And then the third guy comes with like diamonds, gold. And then the third guy comes with sacks of cash and he's pissed off about it. Yeah. And it's the clown from earlier who stole those sacks of cash. <laughs> it it came, it comes back around somehow. And he slams the door on that yeah. guy, and then the the clown snaps out of it. He's like, "Easy come, easy go." I guess. <laughs> I love how, I love how okay he, when he is with us. And so Eustace starts like Scrooge McDucking into this infinite amount of money he now just has, and. And then no, he, like, remember, like, he punches, he like throws his hands at the screen and he's got, oh, like, that's right. he's got, he's iced up, man. He's got rings on every finger. He's got a shitload and of I rings. Thought, oh my God. He's going to rap. No way. He starts rapping at like at a straight out of Compton reference, but was straight out of nowhere rap. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's definitely the lowest point of the movie, but I fucking loved it. <laughs> and it's, it is a full length song. It is. I think it's actually like um, it's at least two minutes. It's a minute and a half for sure. It's it's a lot. And I, you know me, audience. I fucking despise when cartoons do this shit because every cartoon in the two thousands did this, and it sucked. It's the same jokes every time. They've been doing this for thirty years, and it's they've never. No, I don't know if any cartoon has ever built on this joke. The best you get is that this joke is built on because look, Eustace is an old man rapping, and I'm just like, oh my I god, I, I want it. I'm sorry. to die. It's bad. It bad. It's bad, and it goes on for longer. And I loved it every second more because it was terrible. Um. Uh, and then okay, it is absolutely the worst part of the movie. So now, and like we, and yeah, we 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 cut back to um. So now they're 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 getting out of the uh the underground computer area. The other side of a cornfield that it let off. That's the uh, that's just the cornfield away from their home. They gotta get but, to. Wait, they wait, got, well, well, let's not let's not skip over how they get out because they smash the computer. Oh yeah, and then they start floating. They start floating. Gravity's flo- floating upwards, 
Shit's just weird. Weird shit's just happening. And Velma, and Velma is like just looking at her iPad, going like, "Well, Jinkies, isn't that weird? Gravity's been turned off." As though this is just a thing that's happening. Like, props to Velma. She's taking the punches in stride. Every other character's like, or I guess every character, like Muriel's also fine because this is normal to her. But everyone else is like, uh, what's happening? What is happening? And so they float out of the cave. Mm-hmm. And then there is a, I thought they were about to do the door scene through the corn maze because the cicadas are chasing after them. But no, they just do like corn maze shenanigans, I guess. There's this fucking dumb bit before they walk into the corn maze. Where, oh, yeah. Where, like, Scooby, Shaggy, and Courage refuse to go in. And, and, and Shaggy's like, we hate corn! And Muriel's like, but you're eating corn right now! And it cuts to them and they're all eating corn on the cob. <laughs> and Daphne's like, you ate three cobs of corn for breakfast! Yeah! It's the it's such a and dumb joke, Daphne but it's such my style of humor. the concept of Scooby Snacks to them. To, to Muriel. I thought I thought so much Daphne was about to just break the fourth wall and she goes, oh, well, listen, this is the part of the script where X, Y, and Z yeah. happens. And she, 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 she got, almost she does. does. She, uh, and then Muriel's like, oh, that's what, like what I do with Courage, which is not accurate. <laughs> she brings out a no, jar no. of Courage snacks. Which is, that that's some fan fiction bullshit yeah. right there. That's never happened. Not in my Curse of Cowardly Dog. <laughs> but then she like reveals like, yeah, I just buy these at the store, but don't tell them. It's great. Wait, I think it might be the implication that they are just Scooby Snacks, but she puts Courage's face on them because she's a, no, they were a just saint. hearts. They were just hearts, and and they, they oh, like biscuits. The yeah. thing Shaggy gave Daphne shit for not home baking their Scooby Snacks. <laughs> All right, but was that in this movie or was that an older one? Because I remember no, that, that, that was older this one. one. It's like we never oh, get homemade that. Scooby Snacks, do we? <laughs> and but Daphne's like, um, I uh, I guess or uh. And, and that's a reference to a pup named Scooby Doo, where she does bake them. Oh, does she? Yeah, it's really it's it's fun. Huh. Pup named Scooby Doo is great. They have a character. So they named go into Red the maze. Yeah, they do. Um. Anyways, they go. Yeah, so that so they gotta get back to the house so they can connect. Uh, Abelma's all the dots. iPad to uh the best character in Curse of the Dog, the computer, and <laughs> um. And so they, a lot of every character but Scooby and Courage get spirited away by cicadas. Yeah, and Shaggy has a really long speech about how he's not going to be afraid anymore. Yeah, and then he really, Shaggy decides to have character growth for like two and a half minutes. It's a really long buildup to him just getting snatched up at the very end of it. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's like it, it, for me when I'm watching it. When I was watching it, it kind of like looped around. Like he's giving the speech. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I'm gonna rah rah. And then he's still giving the speech. I'm like, oh, he's getting like kidnapped in the middle of this, isn't he? And then he keeps giving the speech. And I was like, no, this is just a really long scene. And then it ends. And then he gets kidnapped. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Again, this is going back to the pacing of this movie is weird because it is not originally written to be a movie. Like clearly, you can see it. So, uh, but yeah, then Courage and Scooby head back to their house. They plug in. Um, it- Velma's iPad to the computer, and there's there's a lot of sexual a, some 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 weird chemistry between the computer and the tablet, and the tablet becomes voiced by Velma. So it's Kate Micucci whispering sweet nothings to this robot British computer, and they, and and it's great because they they hit on each other for a while, and Scooby and Courage just get progressively more upset. <laughs> also, there's this overarching like gag in this movie. Where Kurds constantly has like light bulb moments, but it happens in like every time he has one, it's in a different way, and Scooby notices it in every way. Like at one point, it just appears above his head, and then Scooby pokes it and it disappears. Really? At one point, there's like you see, yeah, you see like puzzle pieces in yeah. Courage's head that form a light bulb, and like Courage knows that, or and Scooby notices that, and it's just it's such a weird running gag that's never really drawn. It, it never attention is never drawn to it. Um. Yes. Yeah, so they. It's- so the British is the British computer is actually nicer in this one. He doesn't call it yeah, he's, he's, he's nerfed he's pretty, pretty hard. Nerfed. Uh, and that's like, he doesn't call them a twit, which is probably like again, that's probably due to this is more of a Scooby mo- movie than a Courage movie. Yeah. And they and also I don't know twit might be problematic. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not kept up with the lingo. Um and then so then they find out they got to dig down to the meteor and um they dig down to the meteor. Yeah, they got to dig a tunnel, dig this, dig a tunnel. And there's this 
the closer it gets to it, the music gets stronger, and there's this great graphic sequence of it happening to the music. It looks just like a cartoon cartoons bumper, where the colors are like shifting drastically, but it's all—it's sort of like the, I don't know if it's like monocolor, but it's these—it's these really weird colors. Yeah, it's it, the entire screen becomes like yellow and it's just the outlines of the characters and it's and it's this yeah. really great sequence um it's like fucking jojos yeah and they get and then they get to the meteor which is of course a disco ball at this point a dark uh-huh. matter disco uh, ball all right stamp that on the bingo card yep and then they're flo- and there's no gravity in here so they're floating around and they and uh you know who else is floating uh, everyone because they all float down here they, they get float in, down they here. get into caves and they're sh- and all the all their friends all the characters are strung up by spiderwebs in this cave, like fucking it. Yeah, and then are forced to dance. And it's a really in like these, um, like uh, uh, like mannequin esque poses. And it's and it's marionettes. Yeah, and it's creepy. And, then, and me and Jesse are both like, oh, this is getting way more courage now. Yeah, it's like okay, we found the courage. We found the courage in this movie. Yeah. Um. And then there's a sequence of them passing the disco ball around. Uh, and yeah, it's this really fun like football throwing of the of the disco ball, and the disco ball, as it turns out, is just the reality stone yeah. from Marvel, just straight up. Because characters start getting like transformed. There's there's a lot. It, it it feels like they don't utilize it as much as I would have liked them to, because they have this bit when they first get there where they do it a lot, then they drop it for a bit, and then they get into like a lot more wacky stuff. Like um, what happens? Fred turns into a bunch of blocks. Yeah. Um, a couple of characters just turn into like little creatures, and that one's that's a little bit boring. But then Daphne's turned into a Mario sprite, yeah, complete with Mario Rip. on the yeah. NES sound effects. Not even like joking, actually, just straight up Mario off the NES sound effects. Um, yeah, and then so then they make it to the surface, and uh, the the wasp, the the cicada, queen cicada, takes the stone and fucking turns into a giant version of herself. And if you thought for a second Courage wasn't going to turn into a giant version of himself with the stone and have a kaiju fight, you're a fucking moron. Because of course this movie has a kaiju fight climax. And uh, yeah, someone should have bingo by now, yeah, I think. Yeah, some, somebody should have bingo. Bingo, anybody? If you if you put your cards together properly, if you had all the obvious uh, obvi- all the obvious predictions down, you should have bingo by now. Ka- kaiju was the free space, though. That was just always going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, no, that was, that was Destiny. Uh, um, one thing, one... And this is such a loser nerd thing for me to be upset about, but the cicada, the giant cicada destroys the windmill, and I was legitimately upset that the four horsemen weren't summoned. <laughs> because for those those of you who watched Courage might remember, for some fucking reason, the windmill is tied directly to the four horsemen. If that windmill ever stops turning, the world ends, canonically. Yeah, there are runes on each uh, blade of the windmill that if they don't turn summon the christian biblical four horsemen so uh that doesn't happen it upsets me but what does happen is courage straight up fucking fights a giant bug yeah which way courage like tackles him and i was like this is pretty out of character for courage but you know whatever i'm into it yeah and uh so they end up winning right whatever um courage isn't like killed yeah uh and the, so they, the they, cicada is subdued. What? The cicada is subdued. She's subdued, and they uh, tie tie her up, and they're like, "Let's find out who this really is." And it's fucking cats. It's fucking ca- well. Let's do, no. It's the mayor. It's the mayor. So they they so yeah. The, there's an order of events here. Okay, so they they get the cicada. They they rip off the mask as these mystery ink uh, kids are want to do, and it's oh no, oh god, it's the mayor, and then. In a moment that, like, I didn't expect this movie to have hard pop-offs for me, but we get, like, three in a row. The butler and no, the no, no. maid. So, 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 no, you missed it. Because, no, it, the cicada was cats, and then the mayor shows up, and the mayor is the duke, the duck, whatever. L- what? what? No, 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 you're no, way off. No, because the butler and the mayor are fucking... The general and the, um... Or no, the butler and the, the the maid are the general and the the other guy. Yeah. The so the general and the lieutenant. If not, 
No, Katz and LeQuack were the mayor. They were stuffed together in the mayor robot outfit. How did you miss that? They were oh, literally okay. like stuffed in a square. No, they rip off the mask of the cicada and it's the mayor. Yeah, and right. then Butler and uh, uh, Butler and Maid come by and they go, that's not like really the mayor or something. And then they reveal themselves to be the general and lieutenant we, we, from we Courage. I forgot these guys were characters. Straight up forgot Crazy hard. Characters. I popped off crazy hard. It was good. Because it makes so much fucking sense. <laughs> It got so because th this isn't so even fast. I think this isn't even the first time they've done this. No, it's so courage so fast because up till now it just hasn't been that many courage characters. Just a lot of references to courage characters, yeah. and now straight up we have a full roster of courage characters out of nowhere. Yeah, everyone is here, and then the mayor, and then they like you know call out the mayor, and the mayor uh, they call it the, the mayor on their twitter.com and then uh, the mayor's like chest opens up and reveals cats and Lequack both controlling the mayor. Yeah. They hop out, and then, because fucking these Scooby-Doo jabronis can't leave well enough alone, Fred starts tugging at Katz's ears, <laughs> going like, all right, well, what's under this mask? And Katz is like, no, I'm, I'm a cat. And he's like, all right, but what's, like, what's up with this outfit? He goes, I'm, I'm a cat. What about you? I am a Zayduck. <laughs> I am Lequack. And it's like, ah. Uh, like, they, and I called this from the beginning yes. of the movie. <laughs> I threw a hail mary. First I think it was going to happen. I thought first it was funny. First scene, Jesse said verbatim, "They're going to they're going to try to pull off Katz's mask." Katz's cat Katz wasn't even introduced in this story yet. No, I just like threw and I said Katz because he was the only Courage villain who I remember the name of because he's a cat. Mm. But goddamn, I couldn't believe that shit. And it's it's, and they cut and it's weird because. Katz tries to say we would have gotten away with it if we weren't free meddling kids, but he gets interrupted like four times. Yeah. And the movie ends with a dance party. Yeah, it's they. the The military is going to take the uh, the reality stone and make weapons with it by their own admission, and instead, Courage is like, "I have a better idea." Blah 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 blah. blah. And then they both go into the house and they turn into a disco ball and it starts making them float and it kind of like. It doesn't actually, they're not like dancing, they're forced to dance. It's this weird, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it is very kids movie ending. Yeah. It's only really upsetting when Eustace comes down, realizes all his money is gone, and then he's, he's dancing against his will and he's verbalizing that he's dancing against his will. Yeah. Yeah, and he lives through the movie, which is like, I guess. I don't know. He didn't get any comeuppets. He didn't get any comeuppets. He just didn't get to keep the stolen money. I get, because you know what? If Eustace couldn't have died in this movie, because if they take away the, the so, reality yes. stone, they can't undo it. So by it. the way, Katz and, and uh, Lequack, their plan was to hypnotize people with the stone to... Uh, oh yeah, to get rich. Yeah. Instead of just the taking the stone money. and like doing more shit with it, because they already had the stone. Yeah. They had to hook up a computer to it. And uh, it it's it, there was like I kind of wish they would like expand the bond a little more, but I don't know where you would have done that. But there's like clearly animosity between cats and Lickwack. Yeah. Because there's like, I found, we found, okay, we found. Yeah. Yeah, because they're villains. Yeah. Yeah, the movie, it, it, the movie really does end with five minutes of straight hype pop offs. Yeah. And then like a minute of kids' movie silliness and then a fun credit sequence. Yeah. Uh, all, all around, I'd give this movie like an eight out of 10. This movie's great. This is, like, really, it's really fun. Really fun. Again, there's if a lot of bits that drag dog, way too long. If you're a Curse of dog fan, you're gonna fucking love this movie. You really are. Yeah. And again, it kind of, it, it feels, in a way, like a full send-off to Courage. Because nowhere is effectively fixed. It's solved. They solved the mystery of nowhere. But they're keeping the stone for dance parties, so weird shit's still gonna keep happening. They don't try to get rid of it or anything. I f uh, yeah. I feel like the assumption is well, either way, even if they keep the stone, they know at least why it's happening. So in my mind, that's a solved mystery. Like, you know, Mystery Inc. can put a stamp on that, put it in the filing cabinet, be done with it, lock it away forever, yeah. and never speak of it any ever again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and, you know, even uh, you f even uh, uh, feeding into this being a big send-off, this is um, uh, Thea White's last role ever mm -hmm. at voicing Muriel, because she passed away, I think, shortly before this movie came out. And it's fantastic. Like, the last line in the movie, I think, is, like, her so, like, telling everyone saying, how, like, good they yeah, are. Yeah, saying how much she loves courage, you know? It's, like, the sweetest old lady thing. It's, yeah. like, actually, like, in 
because of the reality of uh you know what happened in real life it's like a really somber kind of sad thing but it's you know it's, it's bittersweet it's heartwarming yeah it it wouldn't if he was like still alive it would just be like a you know a fun little thing but it's that interesting bit of real life made this scene feel more grandiose and yeah overall you know the last line of the movie is courage saying good night folks bye yeah. and it just you know it just feels good it's it's it, this movie, I like we said, we had more pop off moments than we thought we would. It was, it was, yeah. If this was clearly made by by huge fans of Curse of Cowardly Dog, I'm surprised John Dilworth wasn't involved in it. Yeah, right. Honestly, honestly, if he was, this movie would have been darker, it probably. probably. Been weirder, yeah. And that might be why. And you know, I'm just speaking out of my ass, but I can see the reality in which they go. Did we get the original creator? He's gonna try and slip in some weird shit. I don't know if we could. I don't know if we want to sell that. Yeah. Is, we want to keep it Scooby Doo. Yeah. After all, and not like not like live action Scooby Doo, which does get into some shit, but like, like 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 current cartoon canon Scooby Doo, where it is more. Again, I feel silly for saying it. It's more kid oriented. All right. Not like my Scooby Doo growing up. Not like a pup named Scooby Doo for but, adults. Okay, but uh, Scooby Doo Guess Who is very adult oriented. It's not. It's not just because they're doing so many celebrities that kids don't even fucking know. Well, yeah, it's it's got much smarter humor in my opinion, and it's actually genuinely funny series. And everybody should check out Scooby Doo. Guess who? It's on HBO Max. It's I think it's on HBO Max. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the best Scooby Doo property that's come out since Mystery. Yeah, and it's pure comedy. There's the so that's great about it, which makes it third place in the best Scooby Doo shows of all time. What's your first? First is Mystery Inc. Second is Pup Named Scooby Doo. I was never that big a fan of Pup that Pup Named Scooby Doo. I love it. I That's love fine. it so much. So fun. I don't think it's bad. I just remember all my memories of it are being homesick from school. So <laughs> it's like it's like when you're fed chicken noodle soup and now you hate chicken noodle soup because yeah. you're you were only sick yeah, while it's you drank it. It's uh, it's it's Freudian. Yeah, Freudian. It's Freudian. Pavlov who? <laughs> No, I, I never tr- I never had that soup when I was sick. Okay, a more of French onion soup. Never touch the stuff. <laughs> uh, so hey, if you liked this dog-based movie uh, <laughs> review, well, cross then why not check out when? Then why not check out our other dog-based movie podcast on Air Buds with new episodes at the end of every month. Airbud. he doesn't really do much for him, but. That's true. Listen, if we sat down and talked about it, we could probably find a lot more overlap between the Airbud movies and Scooby Doo than we would like. But uh, we not the Airbud movies. Cartoon podcast and an Airbud podcast. We are literally the yeah, most. Yeah, we don't have the time to do that. <laughs> There's no one else on the planet with a better resume than we do for this task. We're like we're like Liam Neeson tech in a uh, uh, Taken. I was about to say Taken. All right, I gotta head out of here. So uh, where can yeah, they yeah. find so us? So remember, uh, you can find us on. Did I say the name of the podcast? Yeah, uh, on Air Buds is the uh, dog one. Uh, you can look that up on wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like this episode, remember to like, comment, share, rate us five stars on iTunes. I think uh, you can find us at SMCP underscore Show on Twitter or individually at Cymore Comics or at Jper. You know. And make sure to, I don't know, what's a good message to leave for the kids, Morgan? Brush your teeth. Yeah, brush your teeth. Brush your shiny teeth. All right, great. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, check your candy on Halloween. This is a Halloween episode. Check it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> check, your check your candy, candy for, drugs. For, for drugs and copies of and Battle of Wonder sure World. And make sure if you didn't get drugs to ask for them nicely. Right, right, right. Your local dealer will supply. Good night, everybody. Bye.